I am Beth Clarity Lewis, a licensed psychotherapist. You are listening to my family therapy group, Verve Well, and this is our podcast, This Won't Be Done by Five, which gives a nod to the ongoing process that is the human condition. Flip through our episodes where we look through the lens of our personal lives to explore scholastic therapeutic topics. Get to know me and my staff through our honest disclosures and our willingness to own our own accomplishments and our fails, all for the sake of our craft, for our desire to offer helpful resources, and our overarching mission to serve and to let no one ever feel alone. Find everything VerbWell, including this podcast, at verbwell.org. Hey, this is Beth Lewis, and this is my private therapy group, Vervwell, and I have all six of my spectacular therapists. They're not necessarily mine, but they are um, Vervwell's therapists, and I'm super proud of each one of them. And I like it when we gather in a room and talk, because I think that um, these six people sitting around this table with me are incredibly brainy. And so we're going to talk... In this season three of our podcast, we are going to talk about what got us in to see our own therapists. And when we go to therapy, what are some of the reasons that we've opted to select a therapist? How do we select a therapist? Um, Do we go to therapy? If we don't, why not? Um, Who wants to kick this off? Who who in here sees their own therapist? With a voice. Obviously, a show of hands isn't going to count. Jason sees a therapist. Jason does. Elissa does. Heather and Shaney. Mm -hmm. Um, This is Ashley. I see one on and off. Um, Holly? We can get into that. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a while. If Holly's listening, then that's going to be super great. Um, So, yeah. I Go ahead. You want to talk about that more? Yeah. um, I'm really picky. I think being a therapist and finding a therapist is tough. Um, I prefer more of a friend, um, like conversation. I don't like advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really important to me. That's the reb- rebel in you that I've yeah. always liked. And you and I are very similar that way. The I'm moment very... I get advice, even if it's good advice, I'm usually out. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Which really isn't about advice. It's about you not being comfortable with direction. Uh, which is really interesting because in my therapy, um, when I'm doing therapy, I don't give advice. Mm-hmm. I don't either. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't think I do. I think that, and I've boasted and said that what I, my style of therapy is to engage in intellectual conversations. I assume my client is very smart and has lots of resources and is capable of engaging in insightful and intelligent conversations. And I probably, I'm I'm sure if some clients are listening, they would say, yeah, you do give advice. Um, But I'm very similar. I don't necessarily love advice. I would rather have someone talk to me, a therapist talk to me in a tone that says, I know you know the answers. Like, let's let's get that out of you. You know, I know you know the answers. Which is, again, my approach to my clients. I approach them with, I know you know the answers. You're a smart individual. Let's have that intellectual conversation. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't see a therapist currently. Or have I ever in a really long time. But Are you opposed? I'm, no, no. I think that we should. I believe in therapy, of I course. That. I just needed to I just, therapy. yeah. I just... <laughs> 
this is being recorded, but I, I just am picky and I don't know what it is. I feel like Heather, you and I were talking about this the other day. I feel like when I get very distracted by their style, I get very distracted if they don't say something really smart out the gate. I'm kind of thinking, I just put that out there and that's what you come back with. I get very judgmental. I get very distracted by their room. Yes. Yes. They all look the same. And I've left therapy, not like in the middle of a session, but I have not gone back because the aesthetic isn't right. Because it's not pretty. Because they suck in their, I mean, it sucks in their room. Seriously. (laughs) Who wants to sit? Who wants to sit in a room that's stale and stinky and not thoughtful? I don't know. I feel that matters to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can guarantee every time you come into therapy at Fairfall, your pillows are fluffed. That is so true. <laughs> and it smells great. It smells uh, good. I'll say on the and flip side, um, I am either really not picky or I got lucky and I had a really good match with both. I've had two therapists in my life. The first one I had until he literally retired. So... Um, and now the one I see, we mentioned Holly before. Holly, if you're listening, thank you. Um, yeah, I just feel like I have a good match with them, and I, I don't know, I don't, uh, I don't feel like I critique or ever do any of those things that y'all are talking about. So I just have a different experience. I and think. I don't think everybody does. I certainly don't think that aesthetics matter to everybody. They matter sure. a lot to me. And um, but though we could dive into that and say, oh, does it matter to you, or is that a nice defense mechanism? Is that a protective layer that says, oh, their office wasn't good enough, so I didn't go back? Which could just be a dive into how I don't want to get vulnerable, and so I find mistakes on their end, so I don't have to show up. And that really is probably what's going on more than the aesthetic of a room. I will say at at Vervwell, not another plug, but the people that I've seen that that do care about aesthetics will say that they really like the way our office looks or smells yeah. or the decor, or they've even said, I like the other office you were in more. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the people that do care, it's nice if you have a, a welcoming space and the people that don't care, they don't nice see to it. have a welcoming it, yeah, space yeah. either way. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think like Ashley mentioned, like wanting a friend and I'm in that boat right now I had a really great therapist in a season of my life between like 2017 2019 and then something came up in my life where I needed to see a therapist again and it's hard to find that connection and I'm debating sticking with the therapist I have or leaving or do I go into my next session and say hey this isn't really working out for me like that takes courage Mm -hmm. to say what I want and need, even with my therapist. Do you give them that feedback, or do you just not? Heck yeah. Do you get feedback? <laughs> That's no, what no. I'm saying, Ashley. No, I just ghost. I'm like, just don't. Just, <laughs> I just ghost. ghost. Well, let me clarify about the friend piece. I'm not looking to be friends with my therapist. Well, right, but that, yeah. that vibe. But I want that vibe. Like, I want them, to, for me to tell a story, and then be like, oh, shit, God. Even if they're thinking in the back of their head, like, uh, girl, you're the problem. You know, <laughs> I just want that validation, because validation is important to me. But yeah. I think, like, for me, I hope she never listens to this podcast. Like, some of the responses seem canned. Like, mm-hmm. I'll say something. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, I, that must have been really tough. No. And, Boo. like, Boo. And, it, and I'm like, oh, and then my therapist brain is like, that's what you say when you don't have anything to say. Or, no, you so, never say that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that's, no, it is canned. And I feel like that's 
So when I, like that friend thing, I'm just, I'm looking for authenticity and, and genuineness mm -hmm. in the conversation. I want to see that they're invested in me. And you know what, my first therapist that I saw when I was 14, she remembered every single person's name in my life and never looked at her notes. And that stuck with me and to this day, I do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's important because a friend, you know, remembers all the important details. Um, you know, it's not asking me questions and driving me in a direction I don't want to go. I think that's cool. I know that I have asked before. I don't remember all the things. and But at the same time, I also feel like a friend in that friendly banter or in that friendship vibe, a friend can ask, remind me of that person's name, or they can say something. And that I don't feel like that means I don't care. Oh, I, yeah. You totally. know, I feel like there's real conversation, like you were saying, un, not canned, but real conversation Y'all have heard me say this in supervision or anything, but being able to model what's allowed in the room, so to speak, by saying things like, um, okay, we talked about this already, but please help me remember this one detail because I'm getting tripped up. I can't remember it. And I feel like that's fine because I would have no problem with them coming back in and saying, you said something last week, but I don't totally remember what it was. Like that's reasonable communication in, in my yeah, brain. No. Or at least I hope it is because totally. I do it. <laughs> I think I think one of the, the takeaways of what you're sharing is the importance of finding a spot and a person that you gel well with. It doesn't matter if it is important to you, that's okay, right? If you're if the space needs to be pretty for you to feel comfortable and feel like you're there to get you can get work done better, then that's fine. Uh I personally have had my same therapist for twenty five years. Nice. So I met the person bonded with the person and I'm so thankful that I've had some consistency. We can pick up where we left off every time. I know that's unusual, you know, because people retire, people move yeah. and that's not always, you know, mm -hmm. feasible, but what are some, what are some of the, we talked about like kind of the, the idea of this particular topic, if y'all don't mind getting transparent, if you don't want to, you don't have to. But one of the questions is what, in your own life takes you into therapy. Like what, now, and let me clarify, at, at Vervwell, our paperwork says it, we believe that therapy is for self-care. There doesn't necessarily have to be this event that brings us in, though sometimes that's the case. Often that's the case. Conflict with a spouse or a loss in your life or some levels of anxiety that are showing up. Some things show up and that leads us into Therapy. Is there anything that any of you are willing to say that kind of took you into therapy? Yeah, Jason. I can say the broad strokes for my therapy ventures have been um, the, the broader theme is that I think when I lose control over some aspect of my life and that um, aspect is causing a discord with who I want to be and who I am being. So oh, nice. the most recent time, um, it was in, when did I start? In 21 yeah. with Holly? I think so. Um, I it was right off the back of the pandemic I had started drinking more and then when the pandemic stopped and we started going back to our normal things I didn't like slow down drinking and I felt like I couldn't really get a hold on it and it was making me very um, self-conscious and I gained a lot of weight and I was depressed and all of these different things and it all stemmed from feeling like I didn't have control over that one aspect of my life so I really I think I use uh, therapy kind of as someone to hold me accountable mm -hmm. and to give advice when needed and to just listen and um, So far it's worked pretty well, but I think that's the theme for me is 
if I have something I want to do but I can't find the will or the 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 puzzle piece to like do it I guess I think that's cool that you clip that you said that kind of that inner conflict that of who the disconnect between who you want to be and who you were being those weren't your exact words but I think that's a really strong theme in a therapy room I think I know I've heard that with clients before I think that's that's a really cool reason to be I think that level of self-exploration is is pretty pretty cool typically yields decent results I actually just recently, and I mean last Friday, was my first appointment um, in a really long time in therapy. I had previous therapy and couples therapy um, years ago, but um, I I kind of went into it with the self-care aspect because I, in my initial go-to, and I had to wait quite a while to get in with this particular therapist, but um, my, go, my thing was... I got to practice what I preach, right? If I'm I'm saying we don't always do therapy to solve a problem, it's for self-care, it's for maintenance, it's for, you know, being your best self, then that's what I want to (laughs) do. Well, to my surprise, I have a lot of issues to work on (laughs) that have come up in one session, you know, and it's interesting because um, just to piggyback off a couple things that you guys said, I don't. I, I would I would think I was a person that really cared about aesthetic, but I don't even remember what the room looked like, to be really honest with you. Hmm. Like, I don't remember what the room looked like. I was comfortable in the room. Don't you think that that means that the room was past muster for you? Probably. Or you had a really good session. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, I don't even really remember what <laughs> the room looked like. Yeah, I did not sit on the floor. So I do remember that. But, um, but the interesting part of it is that I actually want the advice. And Mm -hmm. I don't really want advice. I want a different way of looking at something, Mm -hmm. which is super interesting because I think that's how I approach therapy as a therapist Mm -hmm. is, well, you know, what about this? And and, and I don't give advice, but I give lots of encouragement. Mm You know, my, if any of my clients are listening, I say, okay, here's my encouragements for you for the week. Mm-hmm. I don't say homework. I don't say goals. I don't yeah. say any of that. And it's based off of what they bring in the room. So I personally, I want a different way of looking at things. I want people to encourage me to look at something from a different perspective or check something out or try a solution. Like I, I want that from my therapist. And which is interesting that that's, I believe, kind of how I provide therapy as well. I think that's awesome. And I think that I wish I wish I could get to the place where I said those words because I know that for me what is a challenge and why I do find myself creating defense mechanisms and reasons why I don't go to therapy is because I'm wildly guarded and I present in a way, I think you all would agree, I present in a very transparent way. I present as though I'm an open book. But the things I'm talking about are memories. The things I'm talking about, oh, I can talk very openly about my fails and successes as a therapist, but I don't always talk super well about how I feel right now. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. That's hard for me to go in. And a good therapist is going to do just what you said, which is, have you looked at it this way? Or maybe if you tried it this way, and that's going to get all over me because I don't know how ready I am to hear or to, to dissect my 
feelings. I, I don't know how ready I am for that. It's, it's, it's a sad, but true. <laughs> um, I've been recently thinking about going back to therapy. It's kind of hard to find a therapist, um, that I want, but the reason I want to go back to therapy is I think therapy for me provided a space where I could just think only about myself. And I think as a therapist, your job is to listen to other people all day. And it's really easy to get consumed by other people's stories and lose touch with what you want and how you want to be. So, so true. I've been trying to I feel like whenever I was in therapy, I really found my voice and I was able to express myself better. And I think I've been falling away from that because of being away from therapy. So yeah, yeah. that's what I would go to therapy for. I, I think that's smart. I second that, like finding my voice and like who I am. What originally brought me into therapy was processing all of the significant trauma that happened in life which was really great. But now the lens of therapy has, of my experience has changed into that self-care. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool to like uncover and like let my personality come out. If it's in the way that I dress or being creative or mm-hmm. writing and, and all of that, therapy's awesome. I, I can imagine that to be true. I know that therapy is, if you're my client, it's awesome. But I think, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, um, that, yeah, I, yeah, I will get there get there one day. I know I will. Therapy for me, I've I've been going on and off for 18 years and it seems that the different stages of my life is what brings me back in. Mm -hmm. Um, when I started at 14, um, please don't do the math to figure out my age. Um, (laughs) she's so old. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, when I was 14, you know, it was for, you know, teenager stuff. And then in adulthood, young adulthood, it was, um, you know, relationships and finding myself and, um, as of recently, it was about my autoimmune disease um, and the grief that I was experiencing from that. So um, I believe in therapy can be a tool for a lifetime and doesn't always have to be about the same problem. Yeah, yeah well said. I agree with that. Anybody else want to add to? Well, you guys can therapize me. I have a tendency to go in and try to like control my session. Like I went in with a notebook and I had a list of things that I wanted to talk about the first time I went into yeah. therapy and my therapist was like, that's not how this works. Oh, I love it when people do and that. Passive aggressively, <laughs> and passive aggressively, like not passive aggressively, I'm not, um, but I'm whatever, I'm rambling. Um, <laughs> but other piece was I noticed I did that again with the second therapist and I could feel her like shifting the dynamic of saying like, Hey, like, let's slow down. Let's get into your body, which is what I appreciate. But our chemistry is kind of coming awry. I had Mm -hmm. a client bring a PowerPoint one time and I loved Mm -hmm. it. I don't mind when my clients bring notes. I don't, I think that that's great. And I encourage it when it shows me that they're thinking about things through the week and they're making notes like, okay, I'll talk with Beth about this. And, um, I think that that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. says me. I have but. a client who brings a Heather list on her mm-hmm. phone. She has a, a mm-hmm. note in her phone that says Heather. Yeah. And she, as she goes through her week, she just throws things into her phone so she doesn't forget to bring them up in session. I love I, that. I, I like that I as well. That. Uh, so yeah, therapy for therapists. Obviously the bulk of uh, the therapists at Vervwell go and do really good work in their therapy sessions. And one day I will join them. Um, on that note, let's stop this conversation. Well, wait, you know, if there's a therapist out there for Beth and I, after doing yeah, this podcast, please, please, please reach us. Help. Need very, very smart, super beautiful rooms. Um, fluff therapists, pillows. fluff pillows, please. On that note, thank you.